Hello and welcome to the Twin Shippers podcast. My name is Jake. And I am Eric. Eric. All right. We're here. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite units in the entire game, Onar Koma. He is. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Go ahead. Yeah. So this guy, he's uh, (laughs) been a big, making a big splash since uh, Java's Realms release, and he's still a relevant unit uh, well into today. And I expect we'll see a lot of him at Worlds. Yeah, you are a big fan, and I have been punished by Onar Komas many times when I play. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm such a big fan of him that actually uh, one of my favorite Star Wars RPG characters I ever played was a bit, was a uh, Aqualish heavy gunner in his honor. So Onar is an Aqualish, right? Yes, uh, the uh, the walrus looking dudes. Yeah. Um, so Jake, if you don't mind, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go over the cards since you have almost everything else to say about him. Is that all right? <laughs> go for it. <laughs> If I sound strange, I'm a little under the weather, so that's why my voice is kind of lower and stranger. But let's I get into it. I think it sounds yeah. sexy. Oh my god, that's so kind of you. All right, Onar Coma. He does not have that cool little like, you know. Sometimes they give him a subtitle. No subtitle for Onar. Onar Kona. He's six points. He's a guardian hunter, scum only. So Onar has 15 health, speed four. He gets no defense die. And on attack, he rolls a blue, a red, and a green. So a nice little attack pool there for six points. Um, He has a few abilities here. So first ability is for a special action. He has a move called Rush, which allows him to move up to four spaces. Then you may push an adjacent small figure up to one space. If you do, you and that figure suffer one damage. He's got another ability, Get Down. So while a small figure within two spaces is defending, you may apply plus one block or plus one evade to the defense results, limit once per round. So kind of a nice little trade-out. He doesn't have defense dice, but he can actually give himself one of these defense results, so that's kind of nice. And then one last ability, which I actually think is incredible, uh, Immune, which states you cannot gain harmful conditions. And then he's got two surges. So first he can surge for plus two damage, minus two accuracy. And his other surge is for plus one damage, minus one accuracy. So you can kind of sacrifice accuracy for basically damage. And that is Onar, Jake. He, yeah, thank you for the Onar description because this guy is awesome. Oh, oh my God. He is a God. massive powerhouse. Uh, so yeah. I, I ran some of the numbers for him. Assuming range mm. is achieved uh, to use the surges, which uh, is a, so basically when you're standing point blank next to somebody and roll high enough on your dice. Yep. Uh, but we'll get to that later. So his stats against uh, with when he's not focused against no dice, he has a 95% chance to hit five damage, 80% to hit six and 50% chance to hit seven damage on just his flat roll plus surges. God, that's so good against a black die that goes to 95% for three, 80% for four, 55% for five damage. And against a white die, it's uh, 80% for four damage. So uh, assuming they don't roll a, so 83% is just your chance to hit a white die with that uh, with that dodge result. So if they don't roll a dodge, you're almost guaranteed to do four damage, uh, 55% to get five damage. Mm, I like that you uh, you do the white die. I never do the white die. Yeah, well, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's so afraid of the dodge, but the fact that assuming they don't roll a dodge, they're not going to be rolling much uh, mitigation besides the dodge. So yeah. I think it's definitely worth it to go in and uh, look at the white die because you do totally. a lot more damage against that than you do against the black, again, assuming no dodge. Mm. Uh, Onar, though, becomes a house when he's focused. 
Oh my god, it, he's a monster. An absolute monster when focused. Against no defense dice, he is running 95% uh, of the time he's getting 7 damage. 75% for 8 damage and 45% for 9 damage. That, yeah, it's, that's, that's insane. It's too much for six for 6 points. And it's so easy to get focused in scum. Oh yeah, and then so you get your against your black die. It's pretty much the same percentages, but you just subtract two. So it's a ninety-five percent for five damage, eighty percent for six damage, fifty-five percent for seven damage. Half of the time, this guy is yanking an alliance ranger off of the board. Yeah, it's focused. It's incredible in one shot. So yeah. and uh, and at white die, it's eighty percent for five, seventy percent for six, fifty-five for seven. So th- this guy, you you like he he does a lot of damage normally. You focus him up, he is going to just rip figures off the board. Yeah, he is he is a very terrifying figure, and I just kind of want to transition this into strengths for just just to let us talk about the attack and what makes him so strong, and particularly in that in in some other episodes I've talked about how there are some figures who really benefit from being focused, and some who don't as much. And generally, I try and focus on those figures that, oh, I just made a, made a funny thing by saying the word focus. Oops. Um, but how generally some figures really benefit from the focus when they have the ability to spend that potential extra surge, right? Because some figures, so for instance, like if I, when I focus a jet trooper, like it's really great if I roll, let's say on my new, on my extra green die that I roll a two damage result or something like that. That's really excellent. But normally if I roll an extra surge, right, it's just kind of a wasted it's a wasted result. I can't really do much more with another surge. Right, you're already rolling Onar, surges that you need most of the time. On a- yep, and uh, exactly. And on top of that, normally you don't really need the range either, right? Onar, on the other hand, he literally, he's like the ultimate like value figure in terms of the f- extra focus dice. He needs the range. He needs the surge. He wants the damage. He, le- he, wants, he wants to use all of it, and he does. And that's why it's so terrifying when he's focused. Yeah, no... And uh, like I said, the stats I just listed off, those are assuming that you have the range, but most of the time you won't have the range, uh, but focusing will get you there. You can, uh, with a focus, you can, your minimum range, you will be able to, at minimum range, you will be able to use both surges, assuming you're next to your target, which a lot of the time you will be because of rush. Yeah, exactly. So good. Uh, his other, another one of his strengths is that Onarkoma, in addition to being a powerhouse of damage, is mm. also a support figure. His get down ability is basically the opposite of Harris and Dula's ability, who is already considered an excellent focus. Uh, he's a mm. he has a defensive version of that, and so he, as long as he's next to his buddies, he can add on to their defenses, or he can defend himself. So a lot of the time, I'll just throw on that evade when it will block two damage or i just save it until i'm able to uh to throw them in with other people and uh defend them even better you can keep figures from getting popped off the board yeah for sure he's very he's a it's an excellent ability and i've even seen it used at times when right sometimes figure needs figures need to surge for range or surge for two damage like again him because with no defense die you can kind of pump the damage on him but if he can remove like two damage from a um like a surge ability or something that just takes his survivability that nice little extra step yeah for sure uh which that this moves main- us uh, right into our next strength uh which is his survivability for his cost uh i've i've run the math multiple times they're like the only possible way to yank him off in one activation is with focused hidden weak ways uh 
and that well without command cards. Once you add in command cards, then uh, you can get uh, it goes up. Crazy, you can get into some stuff, but uh, focused hidden weak ways are the only units who could pull them off the board in one activation. Right, and he sort of is for me reminiscent of even like the riot troopers, where it sort of feels bad to you can you can use so much to try and remove him because he's such a threat. But it's just like, what did I use? You know, I'm just imagining it because I know I've had games where I've used um, like two sets of jet troopers to kill an Onar Coleman. It's like, oh, 14 points of jet troopers to remove six points of Onar. Oh, just doesn't feel worth it. No, it really doesn't. And but yeah, so he takes uh, I've usually survives at least two and usually three attacks and can still stay up. And since none of those attacks will ever put a harmful condition on him. He uh, he just stays at peak efficiency the entire time. Yeah, exactly. And it, and I I've actually kind of lamented. That's like something that also is really frustrating. Again, from like my end is that when I've tried to tech in, there's a period where I was trying to tech in cards like Jin and Lando to take advantage of that stun ability. That isn't all that common. And it was just like every time I'd face an Onar, it's like oh. Why does he have immune? He's he's like the, he would be the perfect stun target basically because that oh, would really yeah. hinder him. But it's like oh nope, can't do anything. A lot can't of do the time, to him. a lot of the time, like he's pretty comparable to Banthas actually. Which uh, those guys you can stun. So that was uh, that was always the one of my biggest fears uh, yeah. when I ran Banthas a lot. Luckily, there wasn't much stun running around then. A little bit more now. So, but we'll talk about that in a future episode. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then why don't you go ahead into his next strength here? Sure. So we've got board control. So you can use rush to push people off objectives or in a line of fire. And I also, to that end, I also just think like it's not even just rush in some ways. It's also just the fact that, you know, like we were just talking about, his survivability is so high that as he can kind of move forward and it's really not, you're not that afraid of losing him quickly. So he can, he can kind of of threatened by positioning himself really aggressively and your opponent doesn't really have a there's not a good way to kind of protect yourself from because since he's probably going to get an attack off and like you said like when we were talking about the damage the um the fact that he can do you know possibly nine damage when he's focused and then combine that with some other you know combine that with an assassinate or a tools for the job or something like that you know that can spike up to 12 you know i i've played games where he is removed by luke sky my jedi luke like a, a 12 health jedi luke skywalker so it's oof he's 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 terrifying yeah he's very scary and it's it can be you know if you want to contest objectives or these things he can if he is forward enough if he is threatening your your squad it's very difficult to kind of put yourself out there with the uh, i guess like the assumption is that you're probably going to lose a figure or yeah, two to Onar him is the, it, go ahead yeah. Oh no. I was I was about done. I was just wrapping up the idea. Just that you're probably going to lose a figure or two to him, then just because of the damage he does. Right. And uh, the thing with Onar is that he like he is the definition of a frontline unit. He thrives on being up in the fray, uh, whether that's uh, supporting his buddies or whether he's deep diving. I know I've used him a few times to run in and deep dive and kill somebody that they weren't really expecting me to be able to attack. Mm, right so he's he's and just the fact that he's such a threatening unit uh most anybody who's played against an onar onar in the past they will be wary of him so you can actually use that to your advantage as well right Uh, right and so they'll not want to put their valuable figures into his line of fire yep 
And uh, and you touched on this already, but his uh, his last strength that we were mar- marking down here is the hunter trait, which gives him access to assassinate, heightened reflexes, tools for the job, just those really cool, really high damage spike command cards. Yeah, and I would I would add to that just the having that hunter trait just adds so much synergy within the scum faction. Like that's such a that's so nice for him to have. Oh yeah, for sure. And then like the he's. Yeah, the scum hunter faction, the scum hunter archetype is incomplete without Onari. He's just such a good unit in the, within that archetype. Yeah, he's quite he's quite impressive. I mean, oh, but Onari. yeah, Onar, he is he is amazing. But unfortunately, even we as our even I as his biggest fan have to admit that he has some weaknesses, such as the fact mm. that in order to uh, get the most out of him to use his surges. Uh, you have to drop range. The Onar has to be close to the action to achieve the highest possible damage. Yep. Which means that it's going to be pretty hard to like try to keep him out of the fray and sniping from the sides or whatever. But come on. If you even look at the picture, he's a big buff Oculish. Does he look like somebody who's going to be running along the sides? <laughs> he's not hiding. No. no uh, you know, in some way, he, he just reminds you of someone who has to kind of be... He's He's not in the shadows. He is kind of the wrecking ball just heading forward. For sure. Now and then, uh, yeah, it's it's just a really really fun character. Like that, Onarcoma fits my playstyle to a T of just being aggressive in your face, beat people's face in. It's so fun. Mm. Right, right. And then and let's see. So for another weakness, I guess I would say as well that it, the fact that he's a, the guardian trait is not actually very useful. So he doesn't get a lot of synergy out of that. No, there, there's very few like good command cards with the guardians and uh and there's no there's almost no synergy in the uh in the scum faction as of this moment Be, yeah i mean you get your uh your piggies your gamorian guards but again yeah. then we run into the problem of there's no good there's nothing good to do with the guardian it's they just kind of it's just kind of there at this point right yeah to what end basically but i mean i think that's it's not too big a weakness since he's got the hunter trade it's really not too big a deal if he was only i think if he was only a guardian then i really would hold that against him because then it would be like whoo what am i supposed to <laughs> yeah now if he didn't have if uh if it was just guardian then then we'd have some issues he probably wouldn't see near as much play but that's uh right. we're, we're dealing with the real world not with that world so it's but true it, it's a uh, the guardian trait just doesn't do much for him at this point yeah, uh, definitely. His last weakness is the fact that there's just no defense dice. So we were lauding his survivability, but if your opponent decides to concentrate on him, the fact that he has no defense dice and and can use get down once to mitigate damage just means that he can be wiped off the board surprisingly quickly, even for his 15 health. Yeah, and he it really kind of depends. For me, it, that weakness in particular, the no defense dice, really kind of depends on the figures you're against. So, like in my mind, he really suffers against the uh, figures that surge for a for the two that have the two damage surge is really kind of how he gets punished, since he has no way to mitigate it or or even cancel right. Normally the surges. So I found like in the games that I play against him sometimes, and particularly the figures who right because we talked about how his value for his cost is so high, but if your opponent can come up with some figures that are kind of an equal. They might not do as much damage as him, but let's say their value. So I'm in particular, I'm thinking of elite, um, elite riot troopers in particular are right. Seven points for two of them. You only get three points for each one. So 
uh, trading them with Onar is actually a completely easy, a very easy and fair trade. And those are figures that Onar might have difficult removing in a single attack. Yeah. And then couple that with a, and then couple that with the fact that if he has no defense die, right, they're just rolling up. And if they, you know, they're rolling their red blue. And if they surge for two damage or sur, you know, use their surges, it's very easy for them to put a lot of damage on Onar without they're not you're not really putting anything at risk with the riot troopers so right and that and again that's before the strain even comes into into contention which if you're running him in a hunter list you probably want to take that as damage rather than as cards that could potentially be game swinging cards that you're just chucking in the graveyard right and so i would say that even though he's he does have a lot of survivability but i think if we get you know depending on you know always subject to when we recorded this, but if the game gets more and more efficient figures in that price range and that cost range, he might see a, you know, you might see a little decline in what he has to offer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, right now, I think he's still pretty darn good. He's still pretty darn good. Cause, uh, that's all we've got for weaknesses is that there's one glaring weakness and two minor weaknesses and that's about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we didn't even talk about this in strengths, but this is kind of something I think about strengths is I don't think there's a, he is not really dependent on, and we talk about this for some other figures, but he's not really dependent on your other figures in any particular way. He's he's just completely useful on his own and you don't really need to, there's no necessity to pair him with something in particular. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's nice to give him a focus from somebody, but even without, he does a fair amount of damage. He's yep. just a, he's just a, uh, it's just a wrecking ball, a self-sufficient wrecking ball. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's talk about some strategy with this guy. Yeah, so uh, I've seen him used a lot. I've also used him a lot as a dive bomb. Uh, but so, like, as a dive bomb, the fact that he can use his rush, mark a damage on somebody, then then also still attack them is mm. uh, is pretty fun. And he can, uh, like I was talking about before, just use him to go back in there and take off uh, some of the support units or some of the important wounded units that they're running away to try to conserve points. Uh, however, right. in the main, uh, you generally, at least during rounds two and the beginning of round three, you want to keep him uh, with your units because of the fact that his get down, it can prevent one or two damage on Onar, but if you use get down on one of your allied units, that can turn an attack into a complete miss or make it so that no damage gets through. Like just the effect that he has on the rest of your units can really, really make it a force multiplier on top of the damage he's already dealing himself. Yeah. And I've, this idea of him as the dive bomb I've seen like, so if we sit, you know, if I, if I think of Onar in a few ways, I'm trying to think of ways that you pair him with the other scum figures and, you know, a lot of times I've seen him as kind of the, and this is kind of nice about the fact that he's not, he's not melee. So he's got some options. He's, a, you know, he, even though his range is, you know, so, so he still can, I guess, like in, in a different way than I would say like a Vader or a Jedi Luke, right? A lot of times it's pretty easy for your opponent to count the spaces that they're safe from a Vader or Jedi Luke, whereas Onar, there's still kind of this. Right, he might be three or four spaces away, and he could still right attack you. He'd still threaten a decent amount of damage. Yeah, no, his his dice pool are are pretty consistent. Like uh, the green and the red together are pretty consistent. And then get the blue in to add some range. I remember yeah. uh, one time at World Sixteen, uh, I was walking around the tables after a match and saw somebody uh, tools for the job for a blue die and make and uh, make a kill on a twelve range shot. Just like oh wow. 
that that's a, that's a pure outlier, pure luck thing. But yep. just the fact that that's was possible with a unit that most would consider to be a very short range guy, just the fact that he can, he does have a maximum range of seven. So he can, if you desperately need it, you can use him as a, as to try to get some of those longer range shots as well, which uh, a lot of people won't be expecting out of him. So yep, definitely a factor and, to keep in mind. And so a lot of times, like when I think of him as the dive bomb, I think of him as he's going to be the one who is going to move forward He's going to, you can still position him safely, but he's going to be positioned in a way that, that tries to keep your opponent, I guess, boxed in or stop them from being a little bit too aggressive. And moreover, zone your opponent out from looking for the weak ways or for the IG88s or things like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like yeah. I said, like I was saying, uh, that's actually down here on the strategies as well is uh, most opponents will be pretty scared of him and will try to keep their, try to keep their distance a little bit which right. you can use to your advantage to if you put them as the front line in front of your weak ways, then they're not going to try to run in and uh, smack your weak ways in the face. You, you'll be able to get those a uh, little bit of extra value out of them of just using them as a zone defense. Yep. And so I've definitely seen him used in that way. Another way I've seen him used as a strategy is just kind of use him as a one time you like almost uh, I'm trying to think of this would be more I think this might be more akin to the dive bomb but almost like a almost like a kamikaze strategy sort of like I've definitely done that a few two. times yeah kind of but kind of like the idea of his he's six points I can focus him I've got a some of the better hunter cards in my hand I'm gonna send him in at the IG-88 at the Jedi Luke at the Han whoever and we're just we're gonna dump a ton of damage and whatever happens after that it doesn't you know, I don't care what happens yeah. after that because I'm going to almost remove a possible, possibly key member of my opponent's list. Exactly. And that's where his low cost comes into effect because he's only six points. You can, if you have him focused and you have an assassinate and a hide and reflex to sing in your hand, then heck yeah, send him, uh, send him in for the rush and uh, deal a bunch of damage to Luke or take some, or take uh, somebody off the board. And as long as you make six points worth of value off of him, then you're golden. Yep. And, the, and then I would say the other strategy I see with him. So those those were all offensive focus and a kind of like offensive slash zoning focus that sort of puts him at risk. But like you said, you can also choose to use him as like a semi support who sort of buttresses your other aggressive figures. So like if you want to move him in with and I've, even, I've seen this too, right? Move him in with a rancor. So like the Rancor is rolling two black dice and he's kind of sitting behind and passing him the defensive bonuses. And he's not even, he doesn't even have to worry because he's not at risk because the Rancor can block him. So you can like sort of use him as this minor support who also is not, right? You wouldn't right. really And once move. that Rancor dies, then then they have to deal with Onar. Yeah, then they got to deal with Onar. And, and he can, right, he can move up the way that a Hera or a 3PO or a Gideon, those types of supports really can't. Yes, no, he he can that's, survive that's in the fray. So Hera Hera can survive a little bit, but Onar provides a like the, like I said the opposite bonus, and but yep. he just he he doesn't care. I, I'm just going to stand here. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, and I've even seen him uh, like Temple Alliance into Imperial to come with Vader, which I think uh, also is kind yeah. of a kind of a cool ability, kind of a cool way to play him. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of uh, at the regionals where I ran the Sith Lords plus Onar list. I had a lot of people getting getting pretty frustrated at the fact that I can roll two black dice with Vader, re-roll one of them, add an evade. Oh, you didn't deal any damage? Sucks to be you. Yep, it's looking bad now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
And then yeah, yeah. combine, and then also that bonus combined with Zillow, combined with pretty much anything in Imperial, you can uh, like just the da- amount of damage mitigation you can do with him in Imperial specifically is uh, it's actually kind of it, it's pretty. Uh, bro- I wouldn't I wouldn't say broken. I want to say abusive. Maybe just really, it's obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, obnoxious. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any. Honestly, it's like I can't think of almost any wrong way to play him, and I can't think of a scum list where it wouldn't make sense to. It's hard for me to even think of a list that it wouldn't make sense for him to be in in the mercenary faction currently, anyways. Like, I think he. That's what's kind of made that kind of just goes back to his strength is that he sort of fits in any archetype, honestly. Right. I probably wouldn't use him in the double century uh, scum list, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, and that and that list is just so tight for points i guess without getting <laughs> without getting too into it right those sentry points are the sentry droids are expensive so it's very hard to fit more figures in it but yeah no it's uh yeah. it's very hard to like every time i build a scum list it's i start with okay uh i start with ig88 or a pair of elite, elite weekway pirates and then uh oh i need to find a space for onar I need to sp- find a space for greedo and they're so cheap you have space for yeah, them there's they're all so good yeah. cool well, Jake, I think we move on. I think we move on to command cards because he Definitely. honestly, there's almost there's almost no wrong way to play him. He's so good. Ah, uh, yeah, he's my favorite. He's my boy. Uh, so yeah, with command cards, you get your standard hunter suite. Obviously, your assassinate, add three damage to an attack. Your heightened reflexes, remove a defense die from the attack. Tools for the job, add an attack die to the attack. It, if you've listened to any of our hunter episodes about any of the hunters, you'll you'll know what they are you play any games ever basically you'll you'll have seen them before uh is there anything else that needs to be said about these guys for sure uh uh, i just want to like we should just you probably yeah if you've listened to the episodes you probably know them but yeah the hunter cards we uh i don't think we have to go over them but yeah assassinate adds damage heightened reflex removes a die tools or yeah and tools for the job adds a die to attack so all very good all fantastic. I think we should talk about his command card, though, in particular, because I think his card is one of the best command cards in the game, like character specific command cards, I should say. I would I would definitely agree with that. Uh, X protection. Uh, I'll get, extra protection is when an allied unit within three spaces within two spaces suffers three or more damage. Uh, you can move up to two spaces, then perform an attack. So yeah, it's more attacks are always good. And then so and especially more attacks from somebody like Onar who just pumps out that damage. Yeah, and it's only one point. So that is an actually an incredible card. I really it actually is. It's even better in some ways just by the nature of Onar, because some games I'll sort of treat them, you know, like um, sometimes you want to ignore a figure. So like a low cost figure like Onar and some some games I'll try and ignore him. And then the, the nice part is that this command card actually lets you punish your opponent for ignoring him. Yeah, for sure. And then which is kind of is even better. I mean, obviously, as with any uh, character specific card, it's no fun when it gets stranded in your hand because your guy died. But uh, just as long as every time it's just boom, X protection, get another attack. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And just in terms of if you pay attention to the cards in this game where you get extra attacks, like one point is a premium for an extra attack card. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, that's, a, that's a very valuable card. And its trigger is something that's already going to be happening anyway, which is... Yeah, yeah. We should. I should have mentioned that too. You're right. Uh, the notion that 
um, the trigger is so the condition to be fulfilled is so easy to fulfill because yeah, it's attacking is just so common and attacking figures. Yeah, it's, uh, some would say that's the whole point of the game. Yeah, some might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a, we got a few more command cards here. Glory of the kill. Is it glory of the kill or glory for the kill? It's glory of the kill. Uh, it is a hunter command card. Use after you resolve an attack targeting a figure. If the defender was defeated, recover three damage. So this can just add on to the survivability of Onar. Uh, he's going to probably be killing at least one person. And just pulling three damage off, that can mean the difference between surviving three attacks and surviving four attacks and getting more, more activations, wasting more of your opponent's actions. Very, very true. Very good. Um, then you've also got on. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, it's just a it's just a good uh, card to use with any high health uh, hunter. Mm -hmm. but, uh, Onar mm -hmm. especially really likes it. True. Um, there's one other card I was thinking of. Now I gotta try and find it. Um, what's the one where you get free movement points? We should have planned this ahead of time, but we didn't. Uh, I opportunistic. Didn't I, I did not think of that um at the right time but yeah opportunistic is a zero point card works with any scum figure use after hostile figure suffers damage you gain three movement points i really like this card with onar as well simply for the fact that you know if you're running java in your list as well you can kind of reposition him you can reposition onar to do like do use that extra attack and he's actually really valuable as java because his attack is so strong Right, and opportunistic is just really good in any scum list. The fact to do, the ability to get three movement points outside of your activation, uh, I've used it to set up shots on people who were not expecting it, or you can use it to get your guys more out of the way. It's just a really good little utility card. Yeah, and especially for Onar, who can always use the range, getting that little extra bit of exactly that gets them gap. better set up for a for a rush dive bomb or whatever it is you need them to be doing. Yeah. Speaking um, of rush this... dive bombs. Go ahead. Tell uh, me. To the limit is. I, I got. Hmm, go ahead. Oh, you're right. I forgot about his um, immune ability. Oh, my God. Yup. Yeah. To the limit is just such a really. It's an amazing card with Onar. I, I always include it uh, in with any list that uses Onar Coma because to the limit, any figure for zero points, use after you resolve a special action during your activation to perform one additional action, then you become stunned. Uh, so you can just, with Onar and his immune ability, you can just cross off, then you become stunned. It just doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah. the the way you the way I really like to use this is to, is that you can use it off of rush. So you can move, rush, you've moved eight spaces, delta damage to your target, and you can still attack. Yeah, that, that I actually never thought about. That's an incredible use of To The Limit. Yeah, that and that's another that's another card that actually, if you ran him with Jabba, Jabba's a really great to the limit. Exactly. Um, no, it, it's just a really good card it. in that arc in anywhere with Onar, anywhere with Jabba, but put them together, <clears throat> primo. Mm, right. And then you have a okay. Then you have a list of cards here that you have labeled jank for command cards. Uh, there's a. It's not a list. It's just one jank card in particular. It's called Dirty Trick, which Dirty uh, trick. not. It's not seen very often, so I'll go ahead and read it off for you here quick. Dirty trick. Smuggler or hunter. Uh, two points. Use when mm. a hostile figure enters an adjacent space. That figure must choose to either suffer three strain or become stunned. The reason mm. I put this down as a fun card to use with Onar is because with his rush ability, he can force figures to move. 
So what I was thinking is it's pretty fun to use the rush to move the figure that you're attacking from an adjacent space to a different adjacent space. Then you can just run dirty trick on it. Yeah, that's actually pretty. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I no, like that it, a lot. No, and then that and uh, and also dirty trick is pretty fun with Shyla. So I've seen that in a few lists as well. Yeah. So it basically uh, it's it's supposed to be that a trap card for when your opponent runs up next to your smuggler or hunter. But if uh, but it's even more fun when you can force them to move and then dirty trick them. It's just a fun little fun little combo that's not actually all that good, but holy right. crap, is it fun! Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, I'll also try that sometime. <laughs> Dirty trick, rush, push enemy to different adjacent space. Dirty trick, laugh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Your little <laughs> list of how that should go. Yeah, step five, <laughs> laugh. And yep, final, uh, final part. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm. I think that's uh, all the best command cards. There's, there's a couple others that could be good, but uh, that like he technically can use. But there's just. Like I was looking through the guardian cards and nothing came up that would be good with Onar. Yeah, the guardian cards are just not they're not up to snuff right now. So I was gonna say take position, but that's not what you want to do with Onar. You need to be using him to attack, not to hold places. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh but let's uh let's look at some lists. Uh I, I put together a few. I just put down for the first one, I just put down hunters. You hunters. Yes, you use them with Weequay, you use them with Greedo, you use them with uh, Insert Smuggler or Hunter here, and mm. he's just really good in that archetype, like we were talking about before uh, in the Strengths area. But uh, yeah. but actually, one of my favorite lists I've ever run was something I was running in store championships last year, uh, which I called the Three Amigos, which is Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, IG-88 with Focused on the Kill, Onar Koma, Elite Jawa, Gideon, 3PO, Black Market, and Temporary Alliance. Hmm. The three the the three big attacking figures are your amigos. You get um, Matt, you get the great survivability Ghost. of IG, the great survivability of Jedi Luke and Onar. Just all three of these figures together uh, put together an overwhelming amount of firepower and an overwhelming amount of health to deal with. Yeah, sorry, you dropped out of the call for like a brief second, but you basically just said Luke and IG and Onar are your big hitters, right? Yeah, Luke, IG, Onar, they're your big hitters, and this list is. Uh, it's it can be really brutal when it goes off correctly. It's very luck dependent. If you roll poorly more than twice, you're probably not going to be winning that game. You're basically and so this is the ultimate like speaking of the dive bomb approach is Onar and Luke just dive bombing in and then IG I guess IG also dive bombs in. <laughs> I mean, you want to get that shotgun with your red with your red red green. Yeah, it's true. And so I'm I'm guessing you're really dependent on as well. You probably run um Shoot, what's the card that lets you search for a character-specific command card? Because you're oh, really you, looking for... You definitely need Devotion with that list. Three Devotion? Like, yeah, you run Devotion with this list so that you can get your Blaze, get your Son of Skywalker. If you have both in your opening hand, congratulations. Go get your extra protection. Right, right. Yeah, that's pretty... That's a, <laughs> It's a fun list to play, at least. You know, a fun one to try, I think. I was, yeah, no, that's... Uh, that was probably one of the most fun lists I've ever run, and it's just... Real, it's and uh, I I'll, I felt a little bad because it can be a bit of a it can be a bit obnoxious for your opponent to deal with, but just it's a uh, it's a list that speaks to me personally, uh, just on my aggressive and on my aggressive <laughs> side. Guts <laughs> reaches to your heart, goes right yes. to your heart, <laughs> right to my heart of oh my god, so much damage! Ah, I love it. Nice. Um, do we have anything else to cover on Onar? 
Um, I think, yeah, I, I just think he's been relevant for over a year now. He's going to continue to stay relevant just because of his low point cost, his amazing hunter trait, and the amount of damage he can deal. And also, he's a support on the side. He's just the whole package, everything you want. Yeah, I think that's going to... I think that's going to keep him around, honestly, his low cost and the fact that he's so versatile. And like I said, he's just so I think particularly if you're a I don't want to I don't want to make him sound like he's some dumbed down character versus the other one. But specifically, if you're a new player looking to play this game, I actually think he is just a very he's very forgiving, like a very friendly character to try and start the game with. Because honestly, like we said earlier, there's no wrong way to really play him. He's just he's valuable in almost every list. He's valuable in almost every situation. There's really. You, you can just do so much with him. He's so versatile. Right. Anytime you're playing Scum, he's going to be a consideration of something you want to at least look at running. Yeah. And, and a lot of know, times, if you play Imperial, he's going to be somebody you might want to look at. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, Jake. Well, uh, thanks for putting this one together. I, I I really liked learning about Onar, even though I've been punished by him so much. So I have kind of like right. PTS, Onar yeah. PTSD in some ways. Yeah. Like I said, for about a six-month period last year, I there wasn't a single list i ran that didn't have onar in it he's just he's just my favorite he's my boy excellent oh hey everybody thanks for listening and uh go go give your favorite aqualish some love yeah all right and thank you have a good one jake thanks you too yep bye-bye